1: DipsyStories.com slash just break up.
0: Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear.
1: What? Nope. <laughs> Your name is.
0: <laughs> My name is Sierra DeMolder.
1: Uh, and I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who wants to be there for her ex. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners.
0: No, we are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit in your life as a supplement, if you will. We are only here to offer a our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, let's dive right in, which is funny because you'll see in a second. Uh, our letter is, you'll see. <laughs> Sam's making a face. You'll see. <laughs> our letter is from Hidden Lover, whose pronounced are she, her, who's writing to us from the hospital parking lot. Hello, and sending love to Sam and Sierra Spencer and the entire JBU community. As Sierra says, let's dive right there it in. Is. What yeah, I mean? okay, what now I mean? get it. there we go. <laughs> yep. Uh, There isn't so much a question as a shouting into the void to be heard because my neighbors would be posting all of our neighborhood Facebook group if they heard me shouting from my bedroom. My ex, Tucker, 47, he, him, and myself, she, her, 31, Ha, started breaking up almost exactly a year ago. I say started because between October and January, we start we were in the state of not together anymore but still talking daily and seeing each other weekly and maybe working things out in between. You know, one of those miserable long drawn out situations, no ripping off band-aids here in this town. However, there was a ripping out of my <laughs> <laughs> there, however, there was a ripping out of my heart when he got back together with his ex and things were officially over. Oh my god, I would take the band-aid every day. Over Any day getting over your heart, heart ripped, ripped out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's a funny, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had been with his ex, she her for about 10 years and he left her when him and I met. They were still on a lease together at the time, but she moved out after a few weeks or so. However, she would still randomly show up and wreak havoc on both of our lives and our property. A few examples of things she did were throwing my suitcase into a deep watery ditch at the end of the street, lighting my underwear on fire— Bleaching articles of my clothing, breaking various items of mine and tuckers that were in the house, keying my car, and dumping out my toiletries. Oh, and we never even found out what happened to my makeup bag that contained hundreds of dollars of makeup. The police, she has it. That's who. Yeah, I think we know where it is for sure. She kept it. Yeah, (laughs) she
1: either has it or she. The police have been through it somewhere.
0: (laughs) Ah, I uh, hundreds of dollars worth of makeup. (laughs) Seriously, I would keep that. just trying to say like i
1: would steal that from an ex's ex's girlfriend and just keep it
0: it's definitely in her house (laughs) (laughs) the police have been called on her multiple times i assume you can gather that much more happened over time as well him getting back together with her is something i still have yet to process cope with or heal from Isn't it bad enough when your ex gets back together with their ex without their ex being such a cruel and destructive human? Mm -hmm. Yes, it it is. is. that is icing on the shit cake. He is the biggest love of my life so far, as well as the biggest heartbreak. A hurt so deep in me that I'm still reeling from it and picking up the pieces all this time later. Mm. The wound still feels open. Over time, we have built a shaky and timid friendship. I know he has to hide it from her for a long time. We couldn't talk without fighting because I wanted answers and explanations and he wouldn't give them to me. Don't let me forget to come back to that. Yeah, sentence. Well, yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I wanted him to know how much his actions and choices hurt me. I wanted him to validate and apologize for every specific instance but no amount of validation healed any piece of my hurt. Mm. Sometimes when it all crosses my mind, I don't feel overwhelming sadness or anger. And other times it still becomes all consuming. I'm still working on that all this time later. Him and I had lunch together just two days ago, and it was lovely and fun and easy. It was the first time we'd seen each other in over several months, and we kept our relationship and his current one basically out of the conversation. Mm -hmm. He had to lie to her about that lunch, too, and about coming over to my house later that night. But let me get to the point now that you have some background. Back in June, he had a pretty serious heart attack. He recovered for the most part, but his life is drastically different. He is weaker and exhausted and in pain all the time. He has to carry around a bag with items to constantly check his heart rate and other things. And tonight, he told me he's back in the hospital. Mm. It's an unrelated issue, but it will require surgery, and he will have to have a drainage tube connected to a bag coming out of his body for the next few months until he can. Have have another surgery to resolve that and the existing issue mm. here's the main point I am heartbroken, angry, and jealous that I cannot be there. I felt that way in June when he had the heart attack, and I feel the same tonight, not just because he has a partner, but because that partner hates me so much. I can't visit, bring a book over, check on him, send a teddy bear. I want to be next to him while he's in the hospital. I want to take care of him when he's out emotionally and financially and all of the ways he might need support. I'm so jealous that someone else gets to do that. It's such a big act of love and I want to be the one allowed to love him that way. I want to be the one next to him, holding his hand and cheering him on. I told him that the other day when we were together, that it's especially painful knowing that if the unspeakable happened, there is no one who would reach out to me. I'd never know. And I wouldn't be able to go to the funeral, not allowed to mourn, not allowed to care. As though to the rest of the world, me and my pain and my love for him don't matter or even exist. I also told him, you chose that the person you want next to you when you die is her. And I will never not hurt from that. Mm. It's not about him not loving me because he does in the ways that he can, But this is a new type of jealousy and hurt that I've never heard talked about. Although I'm sure it exists all around us. You guys have spoken multiple times about how someone, usually the letter writer should not feel obligated or guilty to keep caretaking for people who are no longer a part of the lives, but I don't feel guilty. I feel jealous. My love for him doesn't say, well, I'm glad we're not together because I wouldn't be prepared for these changes and challenges. It would have held me back from my dreams, Dot. 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 it says, I want to fight the fight with you and hold you up. I want to be there and give to you, I feel angry that I'm robbed of the chance to love him that way. My love, that my love has been hidden and distanced. There's no ounce in me that feels relieved to not be involved. Instead, my whole heart hurts from not being able to. It feels like such a huge injustice to have this love and not be able to share it. Please share your thoughts and inspirations with me. And if you have it in your hearts, please ask the universe to protect him too. I will be doing the same. Love you guys.
1: Oh, thank you hidden lover for writing to us and for asking us this question. Um, I'm really sorry that you have been in this like breakup situation for so long. Um, I'm sorry that this man is choosing to be with somebody who isn't you. And that that means that you can't be there to love him in the way that I know you are capable of and in the way that you so desperately want to, I'm sorry that he's going through so much, um, in terms of his own, you know, health, right. And that you're seeing that and watching that from afar and experiencing, all of this worry and all of this desire to support him and help him through this really challenging time for him. Um, this sounds like a really difficult situation for you. Um, and it sounds like a lot of what's happening right now is kind of touching on or sort of feeding into some of your understandings of yourself, of what you, of what love looks like, of what you as a person are meant to do in love Um, And kind of like just sticking its finger in the wound of this like messy, uncomfortable and painful breakup. So I'm really sorry that this is the situation that you're finding yourself in right now, that all of these different things are are converging in the same moment. And, you know, I think Sierra and I are going to offer you love and affection and maybe a little bit of some brutal honesty. But through all of that, I want you to know that we love you and we recognize deeply how challenging the situation is for you. And when we talk about this, I want to make it super clear that we also really hope that your ex heals right and that he is finds a way to feeling much better that the surgeries go really well um, and that we'll be also trying to send him good vibes in all of his healing physically and emotionally from all of the stuff that's been going on with him but before we dig into some of that we're gonna take a short break
0: All right, my darling. I absolutely agree with what Sam said before the quick break, um, and I feel deeply honored that you wrote us this letter because you're right. I, in our five years of just breakup, we haven't gotten a letter about this particular type of jealousy and this sort of aftermath post breakup. Um, and also, I totally agree with you that I, I think that this is common. I think that. A lot of what our heartbreak is telling us, you know, after a breakup isn't just, oh my God, I wish that they still wanted me. It's, it's, it's saying I have all of this love. Now, where do I put it? Where do I put this leftover love for you? You Mm -hmm. know, and you're right. You use the word injustice. It is an injustice to love and have no place to put it. You know, um, I, remember when I went through my last really big heartbreak, one of my like affirmations that I said to myself was a quote from the poet Sharon Olds. It's a line from one of her poems that says it is forbidden to love where we are not loved. And, you know, obviously you, your ex has love for you and my ex had love for me, but it was just like, I needed that quote to remind me like, this is not a sustainable place. Because I had all this leftover love and I felt like, where else can I put it? But to the recipient of my, of my adoration, you know, but speaking of that breakup, speaking of that time of my life, I want to pass along something that Sam said to me during that time. This is not the same, right? This is, this is a flippant example of something that I lost in this breakup. Um, And I'm not, I don't want to compare this example to, you know, your ex's health trouble, but the, the foundation is the same, you know, in my last breakup, I remember lamenting to Sam over like a beverage somewhere like that. I, you know, I missed my ex's family and his mom who I got along really, really well with and, you know, how much I wanted them to be a part of my life. And how I wanted to reach out. They, you know, his sister and his mom texted me after we broke up just saying that they were like shocked and saddened and that they loved me. And, and I think I was like lamenting to you, Sam, about how I, I, I felt like that was being taken from me and, um, and that I wanted to be there for his family and I wanted to be there for him. And Sam said something like he's choosing to not have you a part of his life. (laughs) He's choosing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, like, like you You were literally like, he's choosing this. He's choosing you to, um, to, to not have you be a part of his family. Mm -hmm. He's choosing to not have you, um, you know, be close to his mother. He's choosing this. He's choosing this. And I think that's what Sam—this general idea is what Sam was referring to in the intro of just like, you know, I know that we often prescribe more black and white thinking in the immediate months after breakup because it helps you move on. It helps the, the space, the, the black and white thinking, even the villainizing of our exes. It just helps put— physical and mental space between us and the thing that is hurting us. But obviously Sam and I are humans and we know that breakups are confusing and painful and there is a lot of leftover love and, you know, it's just such a confusing stage. So I guess... I just want you to know that it's possible that you can be both. It's possible for you to say, I have all this leftover love. I, I'm, I'm jealous of this ex. I, I want to be there f- uh, jealous of this new person. I, I want to be there for my ex. Um, this is all unfair. And I'm telling myself in the same moment, in the same breath, in the same body that he's choosing, he's choosing this. He's, he chose this, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And this is that sort of stark language is not for you to highlight. He's choosing her over, over me. It's, it's not a comparison thing. It's, it's just to highlight that he's choosing this and you would have chosen something else. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I don't want you to be like, it's about her versus me. No, it's, it's actually you and him. Mm -hmm. I, I know that's hard to. Yeah. I I feel like I'm, no,
1: I think that it's important. I think it's really important to remember that. Right. Because you know, this feeling that you have of like, um, I, I just wish that I could be there to take care of him. I would be so good at it. Right. Like I would, I, I desperately want to show my love to him by doing this. And I think it's important, like Sierra said, to remember that like, he is choosing for that to not be an option for you right like mm. it's not some like terrible mm-hmm. fate of the universe it is not some sort of like um it's not some sort of like star crust lovers thing right like this man is actively choosing to be with yeah. this other yeah. person and he is therefore actively choosing not to have you in his life in his worst time right Like that's, and that's so disappointing, right? Like I'm not trying to like say this in a way of like, cool, so get over it. I'm saying it in a way so that you can put it in the context where you can understand and see like where the root cause of this problem is, which is not that you didn't love him adequately enough, right? Which is not that like through the fate of the universe, you can't, he can't be in relationship with both of you, right? Is not that this... This awful woman came and stole him from you, right? Like he is actively making this choice every single day to be with this woman, even though you are so capable of loving him through this, even though you are so capable of caretaking for him, even though you are a wonderful, amazing human who is worthy of love. And and I say that because I want you instead of looking at him as being some sort of victim of this terrible universe, which of course he is given the fact that he's like, (laughs) like, I'm not trying to say he had a heart attack because he broke up with you. Right. Like just to be like super clear on that. Right. But like the fact that he doesn't have you in his life to help care for him through this really difficult time is not just like a happenstance and is not even, is not your fault. Right. Like he is actively choosing that and that is devastating, but that's the truth that we can mourn as opposed to this idea that like, Uh, This like nebulousness that you're sort of sitting in in this moment around like, I wish that I could do this and like all of this stuff. I want you to come back to the reality of I want to be able to do all this stuff for him. And because of choices that he made. That's not possible for me. Right. Like this, he and his choices are the root cause of this pain that you're experiencing, because I want you to put distance between you and the thing that is causing you pain, because going back to him is like just like running back into like barbed wire and thinking that it's somehow going to hold you instead of scraping you. Right. Like going back to this man over and over again for a litany of different reasons is it's why you're experiencing this pain. It's not because of your over your big heart or how much you care for people. It's because you are running into a place that is unsafe for that big heart. Right? (laughs) Like that is, that is the reality. And the injustice,
0: it isn't, there is um, injustice here, right? There is unfairness. There's so much pain, but Sam's right. The injustice isn't that he's with this person again, right? The injustice is he's choosing Not to be with you, which is so painful. And honestly, the only reason why we're speaking so directly to you is that this is what I needed in my breakup. With I needed Sam to say that to me so that I could let go of I was clinging to all of the reasons why our relationship didn't work. And I was clinging to them as some sort of life raft to keep me from actualizing the fact that he didn't want to be with me. Do you know what I mean? I was like, well, you know, that he just, that he, that I wasn't right, that I wasn't right for him, you know, and why we do that is because it's so unbearably painful to go through a breakup. But once we allow ourselves to be fully submerged in that reality, once we stop looking for the answers and explanations that we'll never fully get, but already kind of have, Then we can start the full grieving, healing, you know, and then we can start the full grieving and healing process. Um, This compassion, this desire to caretake, this desire to be there for him is beautiful. You're not some schmuck out there being taken advantage of. You want to be there for somebody you love. And also, it sounds pretty unsustainable to me, you know. Another thing that he is choosing is to keep he's he's choosing to be with somebody else, right? Who did those things to you and your property. And he's also choosing to participate in this side relationship with you in this way. I just want to frame it that way. It's not because of this girlfriend yeah. that you two
1: have to do have this have to have this secret <laughs> yeah absolutely to have right a secret
0: relationship this is choices it is because he is dating this person right <laughs> yeah. it's not because of her it's because of him and his choices yep. he could be transparent with this ex and see or with this new girlfriend you know he could he could be firm in his boundaries and say like i'm going to be friends with this ex because she's important to me and i want her to support me during this time but he's keeping you a secret because a Obviously he's avoiding some sort of fallout with his current girlfriend, but probably more importantly, B, he doesn't want you as a friend. He wants you as this unrequited, unfulfilled secret lover, like your name is, Mm -hmm. you know, if you were, (laughs) this all sucks. That all sucks. (laughs) Like, I honestly feel sick to my stomach even talking about it because I know how deeply painful this is, um, but yeah, I, 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 will never forget the day on that patio when Sam was like, he's choosing this, he's choosing this, yeah. he's choosing, he's choosing this. And that can be your mantra during this breakup. <laughs> you know what? Like if something, God forbid were to happen to him and you know, you couldn't be there for him, that's still his choice. Mm-hmm. He, he's still choosing this, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not, uh, I, I. I don't like, like Sam said, neither of us are wishing for this man to suffer, right? Um, What we're wishing for is that you have this radical acceptance, Mm -hmm. this radical shift in perspective where you see all of what's happening here, not the, not these imagined barriers between you and this man, this man, this is, this is, this is his hundred percent right now. And you have all the answers and explanations. I know that in a breakup, like all we want is to seek... Just say something to make this less painful or to make it make more sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, haven't you been there? Like when you're like, Absolutely. this isn't good enough. Like you can't just tell me you don't want to be with me. I remember that. I like in this last breakup that we're talking about, I remember being like, you, like, why don't you want to be together? <laughs> like after fucking everything and he was like,
1: cause I want to fuck like, people when I meet f- them at a at bars. bar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what kind of answers that you're going to get if you keep digging, my friends? Like, at one point or another, you just have to be like, you don't want to hear this. Like, their explanation, they're never going to... Listen, listen, friends, <laughs> I want you to carry, like, a little Sierra around in your pocket when you're going through breakups. And remember that when you ask for explanations or answers, that is the bar that you're setting yourself up for is to hear that sort of radical honesty mm-hmm. that they just want to sleep with other people and not you <laughs> anymore. Um, despite doing both our entire relationship. Hey, there it
1: is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I just. You. You. This is, su- this is to be honest, and to zoom on for a second, like this stage in the breakup is truly what drove me to start this podcast or like really inspired me to continue to have these conversations with you, Sam, because this stage of a breakup, there's nothing harder. There's nothing harder than telling yourself the radical whole truth and telling yourself that you would rather be alone, then pine after somebody who is showing up in these ways or choosing to, to, to be with somebody else or choosing not to be with you. Like this is hard, 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 hard shit. So like any, any bluntness that Sam and I have or any levity that we have right here, please know that it's incredibly coded in the fact that like we know how hard this can be and that this is such a pivotal time in your healing. Also, just really quick, quick side note, like you keep on uh, several times in the letter, you say like, I kn- after all this time, I'm still struggling like a year after a long, significant relationship that it's okay. You can be sad about this forever. You can be sad that this relationship didn't work out forever. We often have this perspective that like, we're going to heal and we're going to get the right perspective and we're going to move through a threshold and things will no longer hurt. But things don't always make sense. Things don't always come with answers or like a better perspective. Sometimes time does make things less sharp, but it's never going to fully dull the hurt of being rejected by somebody you love. Like that is... Allow yourself the permission to hurt and to hurt so incredibly deeply.
1: For sure. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I'm reminded of our conversation that we had with uh, Virgie Tovar. um, Must have been more than a year ago at this point. But one of the things that she talked about that really struck with me was um, also what she talked about sort of waking up every morning and practicing some radical honesty with herself when she was in situationships that were not working for her. Right. And saying, okay, waking up and saying, okay, every day I am choosing to be with someone who refuses to date me. Right. Or I am I, every day I'm waking up and saying to myself, okay, I am choosing to devote time and energy and attention to somebody who won't reciprocate it. Right. <clears throat> and I would love for you to use Virgie's example here for yourself, because I, I, we've been talking a lot about the choices that your ex is making. I also want to talk about the fact that you have choices that you can make as well in this, right? Like you have agency in this situation. And so when you are waking up and, you know, trying to figure out how you can send him a teddy bear on the secret, right? I want you to wake up and, and say to yourself, I am choosing to devote time, energy, and attention to a man who is keeping me a secret, right? I am choosing Mm, mm, mm,
0: mm, to mm -mm. go get a secret (laughs)
1: lunch with a man who is dating someone who set my underwear on fire, right? Like I am choosing to pursue a relationship that is not giving me what I need from it because I want to take care of him. Right. Like I want you to say some of those things to yourself because I want to remind you that you have choice in this. Right. And I know it doesn't feel like it. Right. And I'm not saying that it's like, yes, you are a fully rational human who like is picking between yeah. A and B and you're picking the wrong answer. Right. Yeah. Because, of course, there's like there's so much that's mixed up in this that makes it and, so and Virgie's
0: much- exercise wasn't about
1: blame or shame. shaming yeah, yourself. Absolutely. It was about, it's
0: it's about saying this is what I'm choosing to do. And honestly, I found really a lot of empowerment from it because it made me feel like I had more agency in those, in yes. those really emotional nuanced times. Yep.
1: Cause it's like, I'm choosing this and it's like, okay, cool. That's your choice. Right? Like it's not meant to be like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm a terrible person. It's meant to be like, okay, I'm choosing this. Do I want to, you know, like it, it offers us the opportunity yeah. to look at our choices and say, huh, if I have a choice, is this really the thing I want to be doing, you know? And so I want you to also look at this situation in a similar way because I want you to feel like you have agency over yourself and your relationships and how you want to respond to the things that are happening to you that may be outside of your control because you are worthy. Absolutely. You, know, you, you are so clearly so deeply loving and caring and compassionate and you seem like such a wonderful, loving caretaker And I want you to be able to take those gifts that you have into a world in which they're going to be seen and reciprocated and valued as opposed to being kept hidden or seen as a problem or seen as something that somebody doesn't want or need. Right. And and that's why I'm trying to be as honest with you as possible, because Sierra and I know that you deserve so much more than being kept a secret, than being kept as like a a side whatever this is as being somebody who tells you through one side of their mouth that they wish that they could be with you more and on the other side of their mouth tells you that they're going to continue to be with someone who's caused you harm right like that's what we really want you to to see and appreciate and know that you you deserve better than that
0: mhm this all sucks it does and honestly my heart is made bigger just by reading your story and feeling your compassion emanate from this. It all makes sense. Like our, our bluntness is, is intentional, but that doesn't mean we don't see like a really beautiful, tender, soft, hurting, hurting person behind all of this. Um, Somebody with the best of intentions that just wants to make their love known and useful. We hope that you feel held in this letter, you feel affirmed, um, and we hope that this helps.
1: Absolutely. We love you.
0: We love you so much.
1: All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or if you would like ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to our episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash just break pod.
0: You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes and submit your questions about all matters of the heart at just break which is also where you can find our merchandise.
1: Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship advice.
0: Just break up is a production of Duvid Media. Original music recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcasts. And remember that love that you are trying so hard to give to the person who doesn't want it. There are people out there who will deserve it, will reciprocate it, will welcome it, who will make you work a lot less hard to be loved in return. It's painful to have love waiting. You know, it's painful to have leftover love and to not know where to put it. But we can practice sitting in that discomfort and turning that love inward onto us. And over time, it will, it will get easier. It will get softer. And if all else fails.
1: Just break up.